Cinderella, T'Challa and Reader by Wakanda Forever. Red Wine, Dim Lights, and Brian McKnight. At least there was one spot in town that was doing something right. The rest were typically packed like sardines with unsavory men and second-rate liquor, both of which left a bitter taste in your mouth. This crowd, though, was grown and sexy. Little black dresses swayed side to side and brown leather oxfords shuffled across the dance floor. Nobody was standing on the wall tonight, not even for the slow songs. That being said, you welcomed the change of pace when the DJ switched the tune from Back at One to that timeless Vandross, Bad Boy. Uncle Luther was about to come through, and you were tired of rocking back and forth. You wanted to sweat a little. Well, all right. Ah, yeah. As soon as you heard the cymbals, you couldn't help yourself. Ooh, this is my song. You threw your head back and cheesed, and in an act of spontaneity brought on by the music, you bent down to take off your heels. You figured you would need your entire soul for this one. Hold these for me, you said to the man you'd be dancing, you'd been dancing with previously, and don't lose them. I won't, Miss Lady. He chuckled as he watched you tiptoe away toward the speakers. You wanted to feel the rhythm vibrating throughout your body while you danced to this one. It was something spiritual. Roll back the rug, everybody. Move all the tables and chairs. We're gonna have a sucker time tonight. Mm. You sounded as you felt the lyrics swinging your hips and twirling yourself around. Everyone was watching you, whooping and hollering and loving your energy. Go ahead now, girl, an older woman shouted. You laughed in the midst of all the attention, the sheer red skirt of your dress carouseling around you mid-thigh as you let the music take you wherever it pleased. You only stopped to catch your breath once the chorus hit, the instruments quieting and crisp snaps taking place of the drums to keep the tempo. Bad boy. He's gonna sneak out tonight. He's gonna tip by her window. Cause he sure wants to get out and dance. While you took your short break, you decided that the moment you were having was too special not to share. You needed somebody to dance with you. To spin you and dip you and laugh at how much fun you were having. You looked around the room and there were men all around who clearly wanted to join you. They eyed you with anticipation, waiting to be chosen by the lady in crimson. You frowned at them all. Too old, too short, too taken, too drunk. Oh well, you shrugged, about to give up on finding the perfect dance partner, but that's when someone caught your eye. You almost missed him, his quiet calm disguising him well in the midst of the madness. But you were so glad you didn't. A brown-skinned bachelor alone at the bar. Just the right age. Just the right height. Just tipsy enough to be watching you with such unapologetic intensity that it made you feel bare. Your lips parted at the sight of him there. Not looking away from you despite you having noticed his stare. 
suddenly felt like a game of chess. Your move. Swallowing any hesitation, you scurried toward him with your arm extended out front, inviting him to take hold. When you stopped two feet away from his stool, he set his glass down and moved his eyes to drink you in instead. Patiently, you let yourself linger under his tingle-inducing gaze, but then the drums started up again, and you didn't want to miss a second more of your favorite song. Are you going to dance with me, or does that liquor have your tongue and your feet? The man chuckled, and it sounded smooth as chocolate fountain. Fitting, given your dress was the color of sweet summer strawberries. Now you just needed to dip yourself inside and be covered in his silky brown satisfaction. I would love to dance with you, beautiful. He answered in an accent dipped jewels from the motherland. His voice made your heart skip a beat, but the soft press of his lips against your hand made it stop altogether. You were frozen for a moment, the whole second verse passing you by. This time, it was he who had to bring you back. You haven't changed your mind, have you? He got up from his stool and closed the space between you two. You looked up at him and saw he had more inches on you than you previously thought. You didn't think it would take too long, though, because you became conscious of the music again and realized you were missing the best part. Nah, I haven't. You began pulling him back toward the speakers. Come on, let's go. Everybody's swinging, dancing to the music on the radio, having a party. Once again, all eyes were on you. Now your partner, too. Even the men disappointed at not being chose couldn't tear their eyes away. They imagined it was their crotch you grunted your ass against, and them who held you by your waist as you moved your hips in circles. You were having the time of your life, lost in the music and this kind stranger's touch. When he dipped you horizontally across his strong arm, he let the back of his hand slide slowly across your hot cheeks and over your rising and falling chest, down your butterfly-filled stomach before grabbing your waist and bringing you back up again. He was suave, and you were breathless as you wrapped your arms around his neck to find your balance. Relax, I won't let you fall, he said in a voice you would trust if not for the fact that you had already fallen. Who was this man? The music slowly faded and the whole bar cheered like it was the end of a night show. The stranger still holding you close to his chest grinned and looked around. I am not the only one enchanted by you tonight, he commented casually, gesturing toward all of the people still clapping. You weren't sure why, but all of the eyes on you suddenly became a source of strong embarrassment. Dancing with him had felt like making love, and they had just watched it all go down. You released yourself from his arms and found yourself looking down at your wiggling toes the white polish contrasting heavily against your brown skin. You weren't sure what to do now. For the first time that night, you no longer felt like dancing. 
With intuition of the natural sort, he noticed your energy shift and swooped in with a suggestion. I could buy you another drink, he offered, sensing your discomfort. I'd rather not be made a spectacle of myself. You loved how he understood without you having to say a word. You were just about to accept his offer, but then the DJ made an announcement. All right, I'm glad y'all liked that one. Now we're going to break it down with our midnight jam, Houdini, the freaks come out at night. I want to see all y'all get down and funky. Your eyes widened. What? The gentleman asked. Did you want to get down and funky? You could have laughed at that phrase. Down and funky, juxtaposed with the seriousness of his tone, had it not been for the panic that had taken over your current state. I'm sorry, but I really have to go. You told your friend, who was now new and old all at once. You really hadn't meant to stay out so late. The bar was close to your apartment, so you figured you'd stop by for a little while just to get your mind off some things. You had work at 5 a.m., and you promised your sister you'd be home at midnight to let her inside since she'd lost her keys. In front of you, the man furrowed his brow as he mirrored your head movements, trying to make eye contact as you looked around for the guy you'd given your shoes to earlier. You must go. Did I do something wrong? You groaned, realizing that the man had left with your damn shoes. You didn't have time to track him down. You had to go home now. Without even saying goodbye, you passed, pushed past the gentleman you just met and started for the door. No farewell, he called out to you. Then with a hint of desperation, I don't even know your name. You stopped right before you got to the exit, debating whether or not you should answer him. What could it hurt? Finally, you turned around and took him in your eyes one last time. You call out your name as he smiles his sweet honey smile, calling it back. Goodbye. You never heard your name uttered so beautifully. Still, the moment was bittersweet. It didn't matter that you told him. This was the first time you'd ever seen him, and you were sure it'd be the last. How you felt about that, you weren't so positive on. But you didn't have time to meditate on it. It was past 12. You had to go. He repeated your name to himself as he watched you turn the corner. The back of your dress trailing behind like the free-flowing tail of a mermaid. He promised himself he wouldn't forget that name. He looked around and suddenly the place he was in felt a lot less interesting. None of the other girls were as pretty as you, none of them as delightful. There was no more excitement for him left there. He ordered one more drink, finished it in five, then headed back to his hotel. He crept to his room slowly, careful not to wake his father who lied asleep in the suite attached to his thought about how that one he just shared with you was sure to be his first and last bit of fun for the rest of his stay in America. Maybe, he thought, if he fell asleep, he could return to you in his dreams.
We could see your smile, hear your laugh, and spin you crazy one last time. The two of you had barely exchanged words, but the body language had been strong enough to create a connection. Even so, he still wished he'd talked more. A frown painted his face as he thought about how he'd been such a fool to ask for your name yet still neglect to give you his. That night he didn't see you in his dreams because he tossed and turned until sunrise. Losing you at the bar was only an addition to the already heavy load of frustrations that prevented him from sleeping at night. Before he knew it, he could hear his father stirring in the next room over. It was time to start the day. He dragged himself groggily to the bathroom to wash his face, but noticed first that there were no towels. Five stars. Zero towels, he grumbled to himself. The lack of sleep was already getting to him. With a sigh, he called for housekeeping and waited by the window for a set of cloths. Compared to back home, the sunrise before him seemed like an insult. He could hardly believe it was the same giant star being projected to everyone in the world. Maybe Wakanda was a different planet. Five minutes later, there was a knock at the door. Housekeeping! He tore himself away from the window and went to collect what he needed to get ready before his father could begin to rush him. He kept the interactions short, giving a dismissive thanks, grabbing the towels and closing the door as quick as he'd opened it. His brain and his body were moving at two different paces. His brain recognized the face that had handed him the towels. His brain knew he'd just seen her just a few hours prior and hadn't stopped thinking about her ever since. His brain knew that was you. His body realized it was too late. A whole ten seconds later, he rushed back to the door and called out your name. Looked down both ends of the hall, but it was no use. He cursed himself because he'd let it happen again. For the second time, you were gone.